welcome to the Adventures with Grammy podcast. I am your host, Carolyn Berry. This podcast is for grandparents on the go with their grandchildren and for parents who want to ensure loving relationships across the generations. I welcome your input and your feedback on every episode of the podcast we produce. Please send me an email at carolyn at adventureswithgrammy.com or connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at Grammy Adventure. Please follow or subscribe to my podcast. It's free so you won't miss an episode and ask your family and friends to do the same. You can subscribe to the monthly newsletter by visiting my website, adventureswithgrammy.com and clicking the newsletter sign-up link. While the history of yoga is debated, there is no debate that this ancient practice has incredible health benefits for young and old. Yoga brings together the mind and body and incorporates breathing exercises, meditation, and poses designed to encourage relaxation and reduce stress. Yoga is an activity grandparents can share with grandchildren. Three guests have joined me today to share their perspectives about this practice. Karen Marignac, founder of Callie's Books, talks with us about a children's book she offers titled Yoga with Music. The book's illustrations and directions suggest how children can do five poses as they listen to five nursery tunes. The sixth tune is a relaxing melody where children learn to lie quietly at the end of their yoga sessions. Callie, I really enjoy the concept behind the books that you publish. Will you please share with our listeners what started your journey on publishing? I got my new baby, so it was like four years ago, and I had this image of me reading to her and reading lots of books. And so she was like a few months old, and I tried to read The Little Prince or, you know, the, the and she was not interested whatsoever, which now that I know what a four months old baby is supposed to act, that doesn't <laughs> surprise me, but I was surprised because I never really imagined how, you know, how their, their attention span and, you know, not, they're not interested in books at few weeks old. That's not, that's just not possible, but I was surprised. So believe it or not, I, I was like, and um, because I spend my maternity leave in France, because I'm French. In France, there's, they have these books which are musical books. And it was magical because even if she was only a few months old, for the first time, I will read her a book and she will engage because there, in, the, in these books, there's like a little button, but it's very subtle. It's, it's a book. It's not a, a toy or a plastic toy. It's a book, but there's this little button which even with their very weak finger, they can press it it's not it's not even pressed just by touching it they can some music there's music I, I thought it was great it was brilliant so when I came back to the states I, I wanted the same in English and I realized that they didn't have this format so it was surprising to me because it's so popular in France I was like how come they don't have it I let, let's do it let, let's try so I adapted the, the French format uh, the books are more about, in France, they are more about classical music. And I wanted, because I discovered, uh, I haven't been raised in America, but I discovered by raising my kids, all these nursery rhymes, which I thought they're so lovely. 
because French nursery rhymes are, are a bit tough, <laughs> but English nursery rhymes, it was like really cute and they respond so well to the nursery rhymes. So I, I was like, let's, let's put English nursery rhymes. And uh, that's when I started to do the first book. I was still working and it's, um, it was like just a hobby. It was really a hobby. I, I thought it was fun to do that. I started to sell, and, uh, but it was like something I was doing on the side. Because I love, I love yoga. I, of course, I wanted to do a yoga book about um, how to do to 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 share that with the, the kids. So that's how why I'm. I give you all this long introduction to explain that the yoga book. It, I didn't write it. I used nursery rhymes that are some of them are famous, some of them are less famous, and some of them I created them. <laughs> so just to adapt them. And uh, so there's six pages on the books and uh, on each page it's a nursery rhyme and it's it's a position, uh, the yoga position. And um, it will, like for example, for the cat cow, for the cat cow position, that is really good to do for your back and that kids really r relate to animals. So I put a hey diddle diddle. So that's uh, the cat and the cow and um, for another position, it's like downward dog. So it's bingo. Yes, each page, it's a position, a yoga position and a nursery rhyme. There was a farmer who had a dog and bingo was his name. B-I-N-G-O, B-I-N-G-O, B-I-N-G-O and bingo was his name. And there's like an illustration on how to do the position with the baby or the toddler and uh, a little description. So on each page, you have like six different, six pages. So six different yoga position and they play with it. So it's, it's uh, very interactive for them to, to, and now that's funny because my kids will associate each position to a song. I found uh, online a singer who's uh, British and she sings a song. And um, I also found an illustrator, uh, Clara, who's Argentinian. And um, she's the one who draw and who illustrate the books. And me, I'm, I'm the, 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 let's say the creator, um, where I put uh, the talent of Sarah, the singer, the talent of Clara, uh, all these uh, beautiful nursery rhymes that exist forever and put it in a book. And uh, also, yeah, for, for the yoga book, that was my idea because um, I, I've never, you know, I'm not good at yoga, but yoga has always been part of my life. But when I was pregnant, I mean, prenatal yoga was such a blessing because I, I live in LA, all my family is in France, and um, I was pregnant and, you know, when you, you, you need a community. You need people who understand what you're going through and being so far away from my family and my friends and with the time difference like when you're, it's like 6 p.m. everyone's sleeping you can't really wake up your mother to say oh that's hard. So I went to my yoga class and it was like it's really something that I think is special with yoga is the community around it. It's like we were like a room of three, ten, twenty pregnant women depending on the class and sharing all, all their things. So yoga during the pregnancy, I went from going to like once a week to yoga to every day I will go to yoga. I was totally obsessed. And so when 
I gave birth to my daughter, it was like, I was really happy to be, that pregnancy was over. The only thing that I was missing, it was a yoga class. So I went naturally to the toddler, no, she was not a toddler, it was baby yoga, family yoga. And that's how I, 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 I continue this community and sharing with mother and, and seeing also how the kids were responding. And I, I went with my mother to the yoga class and, and my mother-in-law, and they really loved it because it's not like when you go to the super yoga where everyone is so flexible, they're like, how, how, how can they do that? That's what I loved with baby yoga, prenatal yoga. It's like, you really do what you can do. There's no competition, there's nothing. It's just like enjoying and, and doing good to your body and sharing that with your little ones. I thought it was very, very cool. So that was really my favorite part of pregnancy and to continue that. But when I was pregnant, was my second kid the second pregnancy is really different because I didn't have time to go to prenatal yoga anymore it was very you know dealing with my um, full-time job and uh, a toddler my daughter was one year old when I got pregnant and so I wanted to do it home so that was why I, I created the books because I thought it was cool to I, unfortunately, I, I didn't have time to go as often as I wanted to yoga class. So I was practicing with her and she was like singing. So yeah, that's, that's the story of the books that I created, but I haven't written. <laughs> that is fascinating. What a wonderful story. And to, to, to take that creative gift and turn it into books for others to share is valuable. That's really very sweet. Thank you. Tell me about some of the other books. Oh, yeah. So as I told you, I started only with nursery rhymes because I was discovering the nursery rhymes same time I was writing the book, you know, and I was, uh, yeah, I was like really happy to I wanted to use this format also for something else. So I love classical music. I wanted to make it fun for, uh, you know, to, so we have a bedtime. That was the first one I used classical music in. And it's like a, a, a going to bed routine using classical uh, soothing tones like uh, uh, Nocturne from Chopin and Sonate from Beethoven and uh, from Satie. Uh, it was it's it's really like for same same format six pages and each page is um, it's a routine part of the routine of the kid when they go to sleep to to say goodbye to say thank you to that that's a bedtime book and I used also classical music for uh, dancing one because um, my uh, daughter is very very girly she loves ballet and <laughs> and classical music she will dance on it so we have. Uh, also for classical, we have the Nutcracker and we have different languages because uh, we have the French one, which was kind of easy for me to do. Uh, we have Spanish because uh, living in California, many of the kids are, are Spanish speaking and I wanted her to read books. So I was like, so we have three books in Spanish with uh, Spanish nursery rhymes. We have in other language, we have one, it's one of my friends was Jewish. Who, who helped me to create a one around uh, Jewish holidays. So for each, 
for each uh, page, it's a, a holiday with a song that is um, one of the songs that is uh, sung uh, for this uh, time. I'm applying to be uh, a US citizen, so I created the Star Spangled Banner, which I love. It's totally the one that I'm working on now. Uh, my my son is a baseball fan, so we have Take Me Out to the Ball Game. That's it's his favorite. He sleeps with it. We have a, a one on alphabet, one uh, with nursery rhymes to to count and to help for counting. Yeah, there's a um, customer who just she contacted me a few months ago. She's from Brazil and she says that uh, there's not that many books uh, about Brazil and she wanted to. So I was very excited because um, I, I love samba and I think it's a it's a great, very fun music. So we have not, we now have one Brazilian book. Oh, yes, we have a, a reggae book because I noticed that my kids were um, replying um, very well to to Bob Marley and to make them like calm down <laughs> everything is going to be all right <laughs> so we put it in a book and uh, we have a rock book because uh, living in in Los Angeles our neighbor our rock band so I asked them like can you help me to do a rock book and uh, yeah they, they, they we did a rug book. Yeah, the, we have like third now. We have thirty-three titles uh, for this uh, format, and uh, we launched another line, which is very different uh, about um, stories, like timeless stories. And um, this one is very different because um, you can record your voice. And this one, I, I did it really for for my parents because they. They love story time and they miss that a lot. And I wanted uh, my kids to, you know, to keep this moment. And uh, so uh, we made um, a recordable book, but with um, the timeless stories, um, that the stories that my parents used to read to me when I was a kid and that they can transmit. So like the Three Little Pigs, Jack and the Beanstalk, Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I love that. All grandparents will appreciate that, but it has to be extra special for your parents and for your children. How can people find your books? Um, we are uh, on Amazon, of course, and that's um, wonderful to have Amazon because I had this concept in my mind and thanks to Amazon, like I could communicate uh, about it. But we also have um, a website uh, where for me, I, I, I like also to have the relationship with the customers and the limitation with Amazon, as convenient as Amazon is and as a customer, I love Amazon, <laughs> so convenient. But for me, I, I like also to have the customer from the website because we, I can communicate with them. And uh, for all the books we have, we, when we reprint, we are like um, taking consideration all the feedback from the customers. And that's that's really cool. And with the website, we try to create a, a community and um, like when uh, um, we have a Chinese book <laughs> because we uh, met also um, a customer from China. So that's, yeah. And uh, of course, before we were in uh, retail stores, mainly in around where I live. <laughs> so it's like uh, Los Angeles. What is your website address? 
It's uh, calisbooks.com. So C A L I S B O O K S. Claudine DeSolo Krauss, who has been practicing yoga for more than 20 years and is a certified instructor, tells us why she introduced yoga to her parents and her young son Tatum. Her mother, 82 year old Raffaella DeSolo, who has been practicing yoga for about three years, provides tips for those of us who would like to get started with yoga. Claudine, I know you've been teaching your mom and your son how to do yoga. Why is yoga important for Tatum? Great for balance. And it's, you know, it's fun too. It's like acrobatic. You know, there's, there's that sense. It's really starts to understand the idea of breathing and and taking a moment of breath. And it's just fun to kind of see him get into all of these, these poses. Raffaella, why did you get started with yoga? My daughter, I used to always have my husband do it because it was great exercise for us. So come and visit. And before you know it, we were having a yoga class. <laughs> so, And we enjoyed it. He enjoyed it. He got a couple of good laughs out of it because we didn't know whether we were doing it right or not. And if our instructor was going to give us uh, a little heck for it. <laughs> Claudine, why is yoga important? What are the benefits to, say, grandparents? Why why was that so important for your mother and father to do? Like my mom mentioned, she was doing, you know, she was doing yoga before Tatum came along. And I, we started actually with Tai Chi. We would go to some classes. There's a Buddhist center that in Staten Island where they were living that offered these classes and it was movement and breathing and they did it in a relaxing way. You could, you know, sit in a chair and do some of the movements and they were really enjoying that. And then I realized that they say, if you meditate a bit each day, you can extend your life. It's great to utilize breath. If you have blocked breath and you're not really breathing fully could be really bad for like inflammation and just, you know, getting things moving. So breath can, you know, even if you're not doing the arm movements and the poses and all that, even if you could just have some time to bring breath through your body, that can bring you so many benefits. You know, it's a good time to be able to, you know, reflect and bring gratitude into your life as well. We can all do that from the age of two and a half to, you know, 110. Great to be able to kind of sit in a moment of just being what you're grateful for each day or, or however, whenever you can. And taking full breaths, a lot of us don't do. Uh, And I think, you know, even with my mom now, sometimes I see if she's doing active um, or aerobic activity, she gets out of breath. You know, she goes, she goes hiking with us and she goes, you know, she's out there and she's definitely walking and making strides and, but she still will sometimes get out of breath, but this act of breathing from your stomach and really like taking this breath from the bottom of your stomach all the way up, um, is so great. And another activity we used to do together was just clearing our chakras. Sometimes my dad would close his eyes and be laughing too at me, but it's such a great way. Uh, chakras are different points of your body. So you can, um, and you could think of different colors as you're balancing your chakras and, 
Um, it's just great to kind of, especially if you have pain going on, sometimes you might not realize, you know, if you could breathe into that pain, how you can maybe release some of that pain. If you have back pain, if you use the act of breath, you know, sometimes that could be beneficial. So, and I teach this to my to the toddlers too. So, you know, we, and it's fun because it's all about the rainbow, but you can just sit, you know, you don't have to necessarily be an easy pose, which is, you know, on a mat uh, with your legs crossed, you could sit on a chair and you could start with breathing in and it starts in the back in your spinal, like the back uh, bone um, of your spine, breathe in deep. And you would think of the color red there as you're breathing in, and out, you would kind of imagine red kind of back on that bottom part of your spine. And that is very grounding to be able to do that because a lot of your energy is there in, in your back. You know, sometimes they say back problems sometimes are not as physical as they are mental. So sometimes you hold a lot of stuff in your back as well as in your guts. And the next would be kind of like that bottom of your belly button area also for females a very important area and that's considered orange in color so it's nice to kind of have these colors if you close your eyes and you're thinking of these colors as you go and you're breathing through it it kind of gives you some way of almost like a being able to visualize, you know, what, what could be happening. Um, so, you know, that area is orange and then above your, um, like in your, uh, belly area, like right above your belly button area, again, another area where we hold a lot of things, um, that goes into yellow. There's yoga poses that you can be going into as you're doing this as well. So you can do this, like I said, on the chair, or on your mat, but you can also be doing poses to go along with this opening of your chakras. Um, and then you go into yellow and then you're going into green, which is your heart area, which is really funny. I think that it's green, but, and you know, there's uh, yoga poses to open your, your heart up and, you know, to think about love and what you're grateful for. Um, and then you kind of move into your throat chakra um, and opening this too, you know, we, I teach this to children is an opportunity to kind of voice what you want. Uh, tell us what you want and kind of that's blue. And then you would move up to your, your third eye, they say, which is in the middle of your eye. And um, that's considered blue. And that's where a lot of your inspiration, your enlightenment can happen there. And then your above your head is um, to be like white or a glow or like a lilac color, typically. Um, and again, that kind of is also for enlightenment and just opening up. So it's, it's a nice meditation to go through. I always think it's great to bring color if you can, while your your eyes are closed, instead of it being so like dark in there to actually be thinking of color is quite lifting. Um, and this is like something that any age, like I said, can do. Um, it's really a great activity to open your chakras. It's be very easy on the body, um, but really beautiful for the mind. Um, and um, you know, there's, there's, there's several poses that you can do along with it. Uh, and you could also, we, there's chants that you can do if you want. Uh, I do sometimes with, um, the little ones even, which is fun. So different, uh, chakras have different sounds too, that can help open them up. I like to do this with the toddlers saying like the rainbow. So usually after we do the chakras, I usually have like bells that I ring that are in every color. 
And then I do rainbow pose. There's a rainbow pose that anyone could do. It's pretty uh, great as an opener. And then we do all the colors of the rainbow again. And the little ones really love it. But it's it's fun. You can do it from a chair too. And it's just basically bringing your arm over your head and like stretching and like seeing all the colors of the rainbow. Especially now that it's springtime. It's, it's nice to think of rainbows and flowers. Yeah, so meditation, opening your chakras is really good. Chair yoga is a thing and there's tons of poses that you can do. You can easily find them on the internet. Um, so that's great for seniors. I was talking a lot about breath with my mom, but I think it helps you open up your breath. After you do, you say, gee, I'm not as feeling as that I have to catch your breath that often. It seems like you breathe lighter and uh, more evenly. And it, I think it's great for your spine and your posture. I feel like you see sometimes where people have issues with their back as they get older or they get a little hunched over. I've gone and watched several videos of this, even on YouTube, like people who have actually fixed even 80 year olds um, that think like, oh, it's not going to be possible. You know, um, it's just because of aging or something. And it's, um, you know, they've been able to like fix their spine um, or fix that hunch in a way by doing yoga, um, by stretching. Um, and, you know, yoga is, it's just also a very, there's a sense of like, it's athletic in a way, and it's a way to help um, stretch. Um, so you can just use it as a stretching activity. My mom, you know, I think you feel better, like when we just even stretch, bring your arms above your head. Sometimes you don't even realize that your arms get so stiff if you're not moving them. Like even for me, sometimes in the morning, you know, I'll do stretches with Tatum. Well, we'll, you know, he'll get up from bed and we're like touching our toes. And it feels so good just to be able to like stretch your arms above your head and touch your toes and are out to the side. And like that can easily be um, transitioned into yoga poses like warrior um, downward dog. So, uh, you know, there's, there's some poses that aren't, there are entry level poses in a way. Yeah. We have fun with that. Like in, in the toddler yoga class, I have fun. We name the dog, you know, so we name the dog and then we lift our leg and then that's three legged dog. And then we wag the dog's tail and we walk the dog. So, you know, it's really for children, it's fun because we, you know, we utilize like a lot of animals and insects and, you know, we have all sorts of magical creatures that will say, you know, it's this yoga pose and, and kind of make it fun. You know, I try to make themes around our, um, the yoga for the children. And I always say it's great for the adults too. So whether it's the mom, the dad, the grandmother, you know, whoever's taking care of the sibling, whoever's taking care of that child while they're taking that virtual class or in person class, it's like a work, you know, it's an opportunity for them to stretch too, which is really nice. So even though they're doing butterfly pose or doing, uh, you know, snake pose or something, it's still, it's still yoga poses. I want to add in something you were talking about with breathing. I notice if I do just chest breathing, I don't have the energy or the stamina and I don't feel as well. But when I take that deep breath from my belly, it's like a whole new world just opened up. It's like my brain is cleared and there's no more fog and I just feel better and think more clearly. 100%. And like, imagine to you, if you're doing those breaths out of your belly, but then like, I just took you through those chakras. Like if you can open up all of that too, 
it just like releases a lot of the, sometimes it's a, a good activity. If you have a lot of stuff going on or you're not feeling good or tension, it's a good way just to like release, you know, like you're giving your body almost permission to release. You could also lay on the floor, you know, it starts in your spine, but you could lay on the floor and also do, you know, the beginning part where you're releasing tension in your legs, you know, releasing tension in your toes and kind of breathing all the way through. It's like going to the spa, you know, like we can't all, especially right now, it's hard to go to the spa. You know, this is like a free way of kind of taking your body to the spa, you know, in just like 10 minutes, you know, 10 minutes can be so great for, for someone. When my children were little and would be keyed up from the day and not ready to go to bed, I would walk them through tensing their bodies and then relaxing their bodies. And we would start with the head and I would tell them to squinch up their eyes and then squinch up their mouths and then release it, you know, like squinch it up and then release, squinch and release. And then we would work all the way through from the head to the toes. And by the time we did all of that, they were much more relaxed and then story time, and then they were ready for bed. And it was a great way. And I guess that's not yoga, but it's still a part of helping to relax the tension in the body. Oh, yes, 100%. I mean, one of the big things that we do is, you know, sometimes we'll make a fist and release, make a fist and release and like what you were saying, and then like, push our shoulders up to our ears and release. And that's all that's sometimes the introductory part of class. Yeah, I think that um, doing those like where you're closing your fist, opening it, closing your fist or bringing your shoulders all the way up to your ears and then down again. That's such a another great way to relieve tension to like kind of get your body, you know, ready for bed or wake it up in the morning It is definitely part of a practice, you know, and, and has been implemented into yoga. I think all of that is great. Like any way that anytime you can spend time in your body is, is fantastic. I've heard a lot about something called hot yoga. I don't understand what that is though. So Bikram yoga is a way I, I did it where I would do it. I did it for probably about two years, but that's where I would like to focus on because there was a place near my house that was really awesome. You are, it's believed maybe that you can get more flexible when you, when you're able to heat your body up. Um, like when your muscles are, you know, not cold and not, um, and have the ability to have this heat and it just feels really good. It's a way to also release toxins. I just always felt very lean too afterward. I don't know if I would, you know, definitely check with your doctor um, if you're able to do this type of yoga, because it is sometimes in some of these rooms is quite, quite hot. Um, So, um, and you're in the room, it's intense. It can be very intense. Um, So I was, I put that on like as far, probably one of the more intense types of yoga. Um, And, but I really enjoyed it. I haven't practiced it probably in the last couple of years because after when I got pregnant, you can't, you have to stop at a certain point. You can't, it's not recommended to, to do it. Um, even though I think some people probably do, but, um, I, I did, I stopped practicing it and then I haven't really gone back to it, uh, to be honest, but there was a time that, uh, that was, it felt so great. Um, and you just feel like it's almost like when you do a juice cleanse, I don't know, I almost compare it to that where you feel so great after you just went through a cleanse. 
it's very cleansing and you just, you know, you sweat, even if you're not someone that's sweat, I'm not a huge sweater in a way, uh, but you, anyone sweats there. So it's good to sweat because it does remove all the icky stuff out. So, um, but if you do it, you want to stay hydrated. And also you definitely want to check with your doctor if it's okay to do, because it could be an issue with like certain types of blood pressure or I'm, you know, I'm not quite sure, but I would, I would definitely check. Hot yoga is yoga, but in a room that is incredibly warm. Yeah. And that's lit up all sorts of ways. Like I went to the studio called Y7. That was amazing because you would be in this really hot room and they would have candles around as well. And they play the most amazing music. They still do. I just don't go, but they, you know, they play the most amazing music and mixes and, um, it's dark, you know, it's dark, it's hot and it's like an experience. So besides you, you know, going through this with the, you know, for yourself, you're also going kind of through this experience in a way it takes you, um, to this other place. So it's, and when you're done, you feel like anytime you do a yoga class, you feel invigorated, but I don't know for there's something especially invigorating after you do a hot yoga class. Let's go back to Tatum. How did you introduce yoga to him? I start, we started first, we went to some classes. We went to this beautiful place and they had a children's yoga class. And at first he just didn't, wasn't really paying attention. You know, I was like so disappointed. Cause I was like, ah, oh, he was 18 months old at the time. Maybe a little younger, sixteen months. Yeah, so we started by so maybe like sixteen months. So sixteen months old, I brought him, and the other children were a bit older than him. So he was kind of running around, not really paying attention. Maybe did one pose the whole time, Uh, but he was watching. You know, watching everything that was happening. And then took him again to another class. And then I think he did a little better at that class and another class and did a little better. And then all of a sudden, one day we're here and he's starting to do these yoga poses. Like he asked to put the mat down and he was doing downward dog and he would like love that he knew how to do downward dog. And then I would pick his leg up into three-legged dog uh, and tree pose. And now at his school, he goes to a little pod school that's fantastic here in Brooklyn that we love. Um, and they have yoga there and he's, he, now he, like I said, he's 27 months and he has such great balance. I'm amazed by it. And he knows a lot of the poses. Like he goes right into butterfly poses and, you know, flutters his wings and he'll do a bird pose and tree pose. He's fantastic at, um, and, you know, and, and I think just having that balance, it helps, it helps ground them, you know, even at the playground, he's able to, you know, he climbed, he's such a climber, but he has such good balance that sometimes I'm not as worried, you know, when he's doing the things he's doing, because I know he has like good core strength, you know, he's already establishing like that inner core strength balance, which comes from yoga. Actually, that's a good point. Because when you talk about being healthy, and especially for older people who have back aches, I've always heard that a lot of back aches are because you don't have a good core strength. And yoga seems to be a ticket to help you get there. 100%, like 200%. Um, I definitely think you, you could probably speak to this. Like my mom has really good posture. I think, you know, when I see her walking alongside someone else, 
maybe that's the same age or even younger. Um, and that I think really comes from core strength, you know, and these don't have to be really overactive exercises you do, you know, you don't have to be standing in plank pose, you know, being in plank pose or, you know, 60 seconds or anything like there's, there's smaller types of easier exercises that you can do help your core strength, even standing in a warrior pose or a tree pose. Like I mentioned that Tatum does like that all can help balance. Like you can do, my mom can do a tree pose. She's having some knee issues now. So some, some of them are a little bit harder, but she has these whole exercises that she does and they help you. Right. And standing up straight, I think is like, sometimes normally you'd be walking and before you know it, you start slooping over a little bit. And I hear Claudine in my ear, get up straight, get up straight. And, you know, and I do, I, I get up and, you know, and I take those deep breaths like she was talking about. And they, they really do help. And whether it's mentally or what, but they do help. Uh, all of a sudden you feel like, oh, okay. So, you know, I could, I could straighten up. Why am I slooping over like this? You know, so uh, those, uh, I'm a hundred percent on doing those exercises for as much as you could do it, you know, just don't overdo it, but people should get up in the morning and take those deep breaths. Like, you know, sometimes we think we're breathing, but that's what we're doing. We're just breathing in and out. We're not really taking a real deep breath and holding it for a second and letting it out. So everything she's been saying, I'm sitting here listening <laughs> and I say to myself, mm, yeah, I'm getting a, a, a little schooling on the side. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you if some of our listeners are your age, some a little older, some younger, if they've never done yoga before, what would you recommend they do? Well, first go very easy on yourself and chair. Always start with the chair because this way, you know, sometimes you get a little dizzy or something for the first time, at least you're sitting and, you know, you're, you're not, uh, endangering yourself in any way and and of course once you do something and then it doesn't work out the first time you go ah I'm not going to do this you know so if you're in sitting in the chair you feel more secure and stretching stretching is is really a lot does a lot of good like what Dean was saying before about stretching your arms sometimes you say oh I picked up my arms you know so that's all we're doing is just Picking them up, we're not really stretching them out. There, there is a big difference when you when you start to, to do it. And even your your legs, even if you just sit in the chair and just go up and down, you know, bend your knee, straight down, twist your ankles, because that's very good. I find when I twist my ankles uh, back and forth, and it, it does make them feel stronger when you're walking. So all that, you put it all together and you uh, come up with a good pie. Tell me about the chair. What kind of chair do you recommend? Just a, a straight chair where you feel balanced. You know, nothing with a curved back or anything. Something that you could sit straight up on. Just be aware of your surroundings. So, you know, if you wind up doing the meditation part, when you start doing the yoga part, the physical kind of part, keep your eyes open. Like I wouldn't combine the meditative and the yoga if you're 
a first timer because you want to be aware of, you know, how close you are to the edge of your seat, you know, even on the sides, you know, if you lose your balance somehow. And if you don't have like a straight back or you feel like you're back too far, then just make sure you sit in a, you know, a balanced position on the chair with your back straight. You always want to keep your back straight. So you're not like for them to get the true benefits, it's important to have a straight back. You can bring some of the yoga essentials, yoga ideas and principles into other things that you're doing too. Yoga doesn't have to be serious. I always try to have everyone laugh a lot of times during some of my classes because like I think there is such a thing as laughing yoga. This isn't like, okay, get into yourself, be so serious and meditation so serious like it's amazing like anyone that's listening to this right now like just laugh like take time to laugh um, because that opens you up so much and again it's like gets into your belly and it could be just a way of relieving stress and we incorporate dance sometimes into our yoga and just like kind of moving your body around you know, and having dance parties is like the best medicine. Sometimes we sometimes build mandalas is a, another kind of practice where you can be very quiet and, or you could not be quiet and kind of have this opportunity to kind of build this circle. I also want to stress the yoga, mindfulness, um, dance, art, nature, like all together, like that can really open something up and this is all free like nature trees flowers like it's all free it's all out there for us to like really be able to enjoy one last thing I want to mention is you know if you have the ability I think with yoga and your this this journey it's important to think of community ways that you can help other people Uh, and this is something really important that I want to leave everyone with. Um, It's so important to figure out a way to give back, you know, to be philanthropic. And if it's not monetary, you know, in a way of monetary ways, then to be able to volunteer or just to build awareness, um, to tell friends about organizations that are true to your heart and you know, to be nice to your neighbors, because mindfulness is about kindness, too. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode of the Adventures with Grammy podcast. You will find the links to our guests and the topics we discussed in this episode's show notes. If you would like to be a guest, or if you know someone who would be an awesome guest, please connect with me at carolyn at adventureswithgrammy.com.